Greetings, the internet. You're listening to Ask the Oz Brothers. You're with your hosts, Max and Phil Oz. I'm Phil. And I'm Max. We talk the lowdown, offer guidance after reading your letters. If you want some constructive advice for your life problem, contact us at asktheozbrothers at yahoo.com. We may not always agree, but we're there for you. Remember to read the disclaimer on all the available platforms, but please send in your letters. We want to help. Shall we lift up the boom gate and get on our bicycles and go yeah. for a bit of a ride? So the plan is that I'll read the first few and then you read the last two. Is that, does that work for you, Maxie? Uh, it does. I've got to ask you, what on earth is that squeaking sound? It sounds like birds. Yeah, oh, yeah I'm, I'm out on the deck here. Warm spring evening. All right, on your bike, off you go. Okay. Dear Philo Pastry and Max Factor. Okay, okay. I like your podcast and find listening to it a good way to relax after a long day at the foundry where I work. My problem is smaller than most, but damned annoying. Anywho, it's my neighbour who visits with his dog that has fleas. Okay, I like him and he's Irish setter, and I have told him that he should see a vet about, but he never does. In March, my house became riddled with the dog's fleas, and I had to get an exterminator in. That was expensive, and I shouldered the cost as I thought it was a one-time thing, and he is a good friend anyway. Well, the same thing has happened again, and now my house is infested with them once more. So what could I do? I don't want to buy carpet shampoos or get the exterminator in again, and I don't want to lose my friend as he is a good soul. He just keeps on forgetting to get these dog defleed. Thanks, Shader Cloak, or Shade Cloak. Okay. Like my usual philosophy on things, it seems to be my go these days, is... um. Just come out and say it. Do it gently. Say, look, you know, you know, I value, you know, about I value your company. I love your dog, but if your dog has a flea problem and it's causing some problems with the house, as far as getting fleas in the house is concerned, like that, that approach. You don't have to do it in a heavy-handed way. You can do it in a gentle way, but you get to the point. It's like a band-aid. You rip it off, you know, very quickly. What do you think, Maximilian? I think what he should do is buy a flea collar, put it inside the bag of his vacuum cleaner, and just yeah. vacuum the carpet. But the fleas are in his carpet, though. They shouldn't be there, so in the first place. That's looking at the problem retrospectively. I mean, he's got the problem right now, and to deal with it, he puts the flea collar in the bag of the vacuum cleaner, and every time he vacuums, the fleas will croak. It's a 10- or 11-day cycle. So he but breaks the cycle, they're gone. That's a very high-tech solution to a low-tech problem. No, it's low-tech. You just get a flea collar and you just put it Relatively in an electrical speaking. device. Well, relatively speaking, okay. just tell the guy to right. get your dog fleed. It's not that difficult. Okay. All right. What about? It's not that difficult. <laughs> okay. It's like. All right. I, I thought I was. Dog. I thought I was being smart, and you, you're putting your shield on, and you got your your hand on the on the sword there. All right. You're going with the confrontational way of solving it. No. Well, it doesn't have to be a confrontation. That's my point. Doesn't mean it's a negative confrontation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. It's a positive confrontation. Yeah. I Get guess. to the bloody point. Can we all say right. that on the internet? Oh, uh, we can say bloody. Okay. All right. Bloody's all right. Bum so is okay. Because they used to be swear words, but they're not anymore. Our society has changed. There's a swear swear word inflation going on. To brothers Phil and Max. Yes, we are brothers. Last Sunday morning at 6.30, my girlfriend and I both woke up at the sound of a very loud thumping on our front door with someone yelling. The noise lasted only for about five seconds, and after a few minutes of silence, I opened the door to find, nailed to it, a large black plastic garden trash bag, three quarters filled with freshly baked croissants, loaves of bread and buns, etc. Wow. They were warm, and it was obvious that they had just come out of the oven. Now it's one week later, and the exact same thing happened again, just now, in fact. 
The first time it happened, it was just weird, but now it's ominous as there's the new thought that this will be recurring. Mm. Say I'm creeped out by it would be an understatement. P.S. My girlfriend says if it happens again, she will have to move out back to her brother's place. Help, please, signed, help, please. Yeah, you know what? It reminds me of the visitations of the men in black, except it's a bag in black with buns in it. Okay. Look, we we shouldn't be laughing at this poor man's problem because it's a very odd problem. He's asking for advice. I wonder if he ate them all. Maybe he was feeling they were poisoned. If he's creeped out, you don't really have an appetite and feel creeped out at the same time. Hmm. There's a bit of malevolence about it because you're saying that there's... Yelling and screaming. Well, he's saying that the bag was nailed to the door. That's a bit of violence there, isn't it? Oh, right. It was too. You're right. It's very creepy. It is very creepy. It seems like a strange visitation... Is it a prank? Is it someone's vindictiveness? I will give some credit to the person doing the prank, is at least it's not dog feces. It doesn't sound like a prank. As you read out the letter, I seem to recall you saying that there was yelling. Well, that sounds like someone who, who's disturbing someone. It sounds like someone is disturbed. Yeah, and there's a disturbance happening. So the fact that it's buns and bread and whatnot and they're fresh is sort of a bit of a contradiction in the sentiment. I know what you're saying, but I think we could be walking down the wrong path here by trying to figure it out, you know, with speculation. I think we have to look at what is actually going on here, for real, and that is pastry stuffs in a bag, violently nailed onto a door. I think he's got to go to the police. I agree. Particularly if there's some yelling and stuff. Uh, their name is Sand Potluck. Okay. It, it was oh. on the next page, and I actually oh, thought, okay. it was just, I thought it was just help, please. Okay, well, Sand Potluck, obviously, I, I just get the police involved. Simple as that, get the police. And just be grateful that it's not bag full of dog's feces being lit by a match. I reckon that would be preferable, because that yeah. is a prank. This may well yeah, not be. Yeah. This, this is just a bit, uh, it's gone up a notch. It's got a bit of psychosis about it, hasn't it? Got, oh, got it that does. Psychotic, yeah, psychotic flavour about it. It does. Yeah. I'm getting good this, Max. I'm picking out all these behaviours. It's fantastic. I yeah. love this job. You're doing all right, Freud. <laughs> okay, so what's the next letter? What have we got? I'm thinking about leaving my girlfriend of six months as she might be cruel. You tell me. At her apartment a month ago, we got drunk and stayed up late sharing what our deepest fears were. I told her that I am very scared of spiders. I'm an arachnophobe. She thought it was funny. That was off-putting, but nothing compared to yesterday when she told me that she had bought a terrarium with the idea of breeding tarantulas. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. We have been talking about moving in together, but now I am not so sure. She tells me that the spiders are harmless and getting used to them will help rid me of my phobia. I should get another girlfriend and I want to hear you say it too. All right. Well, it sounds like this person um, has already made up their mind. On the issue of arachnophobia, there are better ways to do it than just uh, someone just arbitrarily buying a whole stack of spiders. <laughs> okay. A I, stack I, of spiders. Yeah. That's a very unusual collective uh, noun. Yeah, yeah, I like yes, it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Because that responsibility isn't with the girlfriend. So I think he That's has true. That's true. I think he has a reason to be a little bit pissed because can I say that on I think so. Yeah, okay. A little bit upset because really it's not up to her to help him with his arachnophobia. Either he needs to get some professional help. Uh, there's other techniques as well, which we won't go into now. Let me throw it to you. Uh, what okay. would you do? I, I, I would say I don't appreciate the gesture. I don't think it's helping me by doing this. No. Get rid of them or you're out. That's it. Ultimatum like, time, yeah? Yeah, it's just there are better ways to deal with... Okay, he's, he's fessing up, he's an arachnophobe. Okay, so... So which is, which is take some strength. Okay, yeah. so, so, so you're, you're saying that what you would do is say, look, there's an ultimatum, get rid of the spiders or I'm leaving, right? 
let's say in that scenario, she did get yep. rid of the spiders. This is your girlfriend, your hypothetical girlfriend. She got rid of the spiders. Yep. There you are. Yep. No spiders. Girlfriend's back on track. Are you really going to be comfortable with a girlfriend that does something like that? You know that she could do something else, which is pretty weird and creepy and odd and off kilter and low in empathy and out of left field. And So you think she might be a repeat offender if he sticks with her? Yeah. They've, been, they've been going out for six yeah. months. It's not as though they've got a track record of 20 years. As yeah. far as I'm concerned, if this was my girlfriend and they did this stunt, I would just be getting the uh, bobcat and saying, take a seat, let's go to the tip. Yeah, I just think the girlfriend's done the wrong thing here. Big time. It's not up to her. Like a possibility. I'm not saying this is the right way to go. I'm just putting it out there. He says, okay, how about if I go and see a professional about my phobia, and then maybe later on we can look at getting some spiders. Once oh, I right. Okay, well, we disagree then, no, because I see that as a red flag the size of the moon. I, see, I, I'm with you. I'm just putting another scenario out there. I agree with you. I think it's a no-go, and it's not good enough that she's done that. However, look at it like this. He might be the kind of soul that says he's willing to forgive and he's willing to come to some sort of compromise. That aside, I think what you said there is probably about right. So, it's just yeah. a really, really bad yeah. Um, sign. Yeah. I mean, you're scared of yeah. spiders and your partner goes out of their way and, to breed them. You and know? I keep forgetting to read the contributor's name. It's Gulfstream Ice, which is I'm okay. not sure where that comes from. I hope you're happy with the problem. I've worked with the solution rather to your problem. But yeah. He hates the problem. <laughs> He wants yeah, the yeah, solution. Yeah, yeah well, I've been arachnophobe myself. Not, me not too. as much as I used to be. You know, I value spiders. I think spiders are very, um, they're very underrated. Um, they're great insecticides. It's the best I, form of natural insecticide. I, out. I can think of a better insecticide. That's uh, that's spider spray. But are they an insect or are they an arachnid? Uh, they've got eight legs. They're um, an arachnid. So they're not an insect per se. Insects have a yeah. head, a thorax, and an abdomen, whereas arachnids just have a head and an abdomen. And they've got eight legs instead of six. So yes, that's uh, spiders, go. ticks, and scorpions. Thank you, Mr. Uh, Attenberry. A true arachnid knows their enemy. They're looking at you in the gun. He's my, he, I'm going to get him. They, He's scared they do, of me. They do know I that. I know. They do know I that. I know. Sun Tzu came up with the art of war, and he says, no, your okay. enemy. I know what arachnids are. Okay. <laughs> All right, just a reminder, folks, that if you've got any issues you'd like for us to read out on the show, please send your emails into askthehozbrothers at yahoo.com. Remember to also like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Or we should read our next letter, yeah? Yes, off you go. Dear Oz Brother. Oh, no, actually, that's your. it's your turn. Oh, it's my turn, is it? Okay. I, I want to apologise, Max, before you proceed. I've, I've sort of been a bit of a chatterbox today, so I apologise to you. I've probably interrupted you more than I would like. So you read it out and you give your advice. I really want to hear what you've got to say about these next two letters. I haven't read them myself, but, uh, I, yeah, so I do apologise to you, Max. And uh, it's a public apology, so the whole internet knows that I'm sorry, Maximilian Oz. Are you done? <laughs> yes. Uh, two more letters to go. Here we go. Yeah. Dear Oz Brothers, I've been listening to your show for a while and have hesitated to contact you because of the seriousness of my problem. I know you guys like to joke around and I love the humour you exude, exude because I know that when a serious problem arrives, you give it the respect it deserves. I hope this scenario I'm about to share isn't too heavy. Over 10 years ago, I was a member of a Fathers at Home group formed by my local council maternal health care nurse. I was working part-time, but during the week I cared for my sons. By and large, it was a successful group, although being a male and relating to the mothers did have its problems. That was one problem, but looking back on it, it wasn't my problem so much, but what 
happened later was my problem. I made good friends and socialised with one particular father without our children being involved. We'd go to movies and at times our respective families would get together. Without saying too much about the people directly involved in the issues I'm about to detail, let's just say that there are some unhelpful personalities involved. Anyway, ironically, I was out with my friend's wife. He had returned to work, but I kept the connection. The day at the park was without incident, or so I thought. A few days later, I got a phone call from the distressed mother. For a short while, I thought she was upset at something else. But as she kept on talking, and to my amazement, she said her son had told her I'd given him a wedgie and kissed him on his bottom. Oh, dear. All right. I'd like to leave the letter there, and needless to say, that I was distressed. The mother would say that the boy changed his story from my not kissing him on the bottom to kissing him on the wrist instead. I saw a lawyer the next day and his salient advice was to not enter into any communication with the woman. There's a lot more I could say but I think what I've said is enough. How can I resolve this traumatic event signed innocent? Okay. Uh, What do you think, Max? I think this guy should listen to his lawyer and just uh, keep on shutting up and um, deal with the trauma of the event. So he's obviously innocent. He's being a little bit cryptic, isn't he? He's not going to too much detail about what he thinks of some of the people that were involved. No, he's not. And I'm guessing yeah. that if someone was guilty in this scenario, the last thing that they would be doing would be contacting two guys from Australia to talk about it. Good point. Get some professional advice, good psychological advice, the right practitioner to help you deal with this trauma. That's right, because that's what we're talking about yeah. here. We're talking about uh, yeah. a traumatic event. Yeah. Seeing a professional person who can talk to you about dealing with PTSD, there are ways of dealing with it now. A yeah. technique called EMDR. Yep, yeah, which you've mentioned before. Yeah, yeah. These people know more about this than us. Please see someone who's a professional and can help you. And stick to your lawyer if your lawyer is a good one. Yeah. I'm very sorry this has happened to you. It's mm. happening all the time to innocent men. Yep. It is. Well said, Max. It is happening a lot. And the problem here that Innocent is complaining of is that, well, what I've seen from the subtext of the letter is that there's really no, well, maybe it's just my subtext of the letter, maybe it's my understanding of the letter, is that he has no recourse to counterclaim. Like, you've accused me of something, okay, if you're wrong, you need to be held accountable for that. When it comes to people being logical and reasonable, there's always this uh, understanding that if someone makes an outlandish claim, like... Let's say if someone says, I can levitate. Well, it's up to the person who made that Mm. claim to prove it. Mm. And in this case, the onus of proof would be on the person making the accusation. I mean, just making an accusation is one thing, but actually presenting proof is another. The lawyer would know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a horrible horrible situation to be in. Yeah, it's horrible. Just put your head down, buckle up, just press on and just leave it to the professionals. Get two professional two professionals, a lawyer yeah, yeah, yeah. and someone who can yeah. deal with the PTSD. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, you know, write to us again because we're here for you. Okay? Yeah, I please do, please that. do. That's really, really important. This person would not have written this letter if they were guilty. They've signed it innocent. For us, I'm satisfied that this person is telling the truth. Uh, it, yeah, it just yeah, doesn't uh, make any sense for a guilty yeah, person to write in. Yeah, yeah, unless they're a... They've got, like, let's not go down that path, but... Just know that all the way across the Pacific Ocean, or wherever you're from, we're supporting you. There's a collective consciousness going on around this sort of stuff, and you are being heard by us. And it's therapeutic that this person's written this letter, because that's going to help them in some way come to terms with their problem, talking about it in this sense. You and I are at the peak of our powers in our response to this letter. I feel powerful. 
yeah. In a good way. We're using our power for good. We're using our powers for good. Thank you for writing to us. Thank you. And we're glad to hear it. Not that we're glad to hear the information, but we're glad that you have written to us and sought out our help. I hope we can give you some kind of a some kind of relief, really, for the, yeah, time, yeah, for the yeah. time being. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Next step, contact yeah. someone who can help you with PTSD, because you, mm. you did say, how can I resolve this traumatic mm. event? That's PTSD, obviously. Mm. Okay, Beautiful. now next one, off we go. The last letter for the night. Dear Oz yeah. Brothers, I went to a drive-in movie when I was a young boy, 40 years ago, and now only have the courage to tell my story. Anyway, the most bizarre thing happened that I feel foolish even bringing it to your attention. Halfway through the show, this stream of individual lights appeared over the screen. They were blue, green, red, and they seemed to individually turn off and on. I got out of the car and got a closer look, and I could make out that it was a saucer-shaped or disc-shaped object with a little dome on top. Before I knew it, the movie screen and peripheral lights in the facility went out. The object disappeared, and the screen and lights returned to normal. It gets weirder. I forgot all about this incident until I was watching a documentary on Netflix about UFOs the other night. Then it all came flooding back in a, fl- in a flurry of memories like I've never experienced before. What happened that night? Did I imagine it? Am I crazy? Why did it take so long to remember this signed UFO FOMO? All right. <laughs> I like the name. What's FOMO? What's that mean? Uh, fear of missing out. It's just it's oh. playing with an acronym. It sounds a bit like UFO, so I think they're just sort of... Oh, okay, okay. UFO <laughs> yeah, FOMO. Been, I'm not sure that's at their point. Okay, well, UFO FOMO, I think you've been sniffing too much OMO. I don't believe a single word you've said. Okay, you know what? Absolute actually, bunk actually, and garbage. You know what? What's that? I actually know a little bit, coincidentally, there is a phenomenon where UFOs appear at drive-in movies. Sure, there oh, aren't as many. What? Yeah. No, yeah, there oh, are about 100. Come There are about 100 verified cases. I think you're a verified case, if you believe this. <laughs> come on now. Oh, I think we're going to get another letter from um, UFO FOMO, the way you're going, Maxie. I can see another letter coming. Right, In direct okay, response okay. to your ridicule of UFO FOMO. Yeah, all right. <laughs> But I'm throwing my hands up in the air and I'm saying, look, I'm not even going to dig into this one. Look, it may be true what you saw and what happened, mm. but uh, I can't get into it. I'm sorry. I have heard of a phenomenon where UFOs have appeared at drive-in theatres, even of recent times, and when there isn't that many of them around. I'm oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, there are 100 okay. verified cases. And I know that you're going to say I'm verified psycho, but... I'm telling you the truth. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry yeah. to interrupt you. I say yeah. that every episode because I, I, I do interrupt you. I am actually a believer in the UFO phenomenon. I am. Mm. But I, I think that we're talking about 1% of 1% of 1% of 1% of stories. And all it takes is one story to be true. I don't think this is one of them. That's just me. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can tell you now that this is a phenomenon at movie theatres. At movie theatres, this is a phenomenon. There's not that many cases. 100 cases isn't a lot. But, for example, you don't see many of them at football games or soccer games, though there has been a couple, but not that many. I have to fess up. Um, I did look at this letter. I I know I said I haven't, and it got me interested, and I did research on it, and um, there is a discussion about this that you can get online. Um, So that's how you know about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's how I know about it. Right. And it's a very interesting letter. I guess it's very interesting, and I don't think the person is making it up. I've got to disagree with you 100% here, Maxwell. All right. This person is telling the truth. Okay. Yeah, but you know... um, that you have your view, and I, res- you know, I, you know, I respect your view. I hear what you're saying. It does sound a bit crazy. Um, Phil, I can tell you this: yeah. everyone is entitled to their opinion, but not the facts. 
All right, we'll leave it at that, Maxwell. We'll leave it at that. It was a great show. We had some great letters. What did you think? Were you happy with the content today? I found it very diverse. Uh, yeah, there was one yeah. out of left field, one out of right field, one that came up from the floor. We don't know where they're coming from. Um, do you think we've helped? I have no idea, but um, my fingers are crossed <laughs> that we have. Yeah. Well, that just about sums up for the show today, Max. Before we go, we hope your week is great and you've worked through your difficulties to create joy in your life. Again, remember to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon page, which we will give information about in the coming weeks. It's like a, a Pantene ad. It's not going to happen overnight, but it will happen. All right. And remember, your life counts. Live it like it does. Signing off. We're the Oz Brothers. Bye, Max. Bye, Phil.